Hey guys, it's Stevie. We had an intro, but unfortunately it got deleted. So we are going to jump right into this episode this time. Um, somehow my computer crashed on saving April's intro. But um, here's our interview with April Canavan. Thank you so much for joining us, Miss April Canavan. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like I have a frog in my throat now because now all of a sudden I'm nervous after not being nervous this whole time. It's because the little, listen, just ignore the flashing red light in the corner and act okay. like it's not even there. You can 100%. You can trust. If you need to, we will make it an explicit content. No big deal. Look, all of I, our episodes are explicit content. I don't write them. Slightly my fault, but it's totally okay. I was gonna say I can try really hard not to cuss, but I don't know if that'll happen. I don't it, doesn't, it doesn't work for us, so go ahead, you can. I don't cuss in F-bomb, one place. It does not matter. One place and one place only, and that's church with my dad. And that is because if I were to say a cuss word in church with my father, oh Lord, <laughs> Jesus would leave the room while my dad beat the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. So that's not happening. So we're super excited to have you and super excited to chat with you. Stevie, we'll go ahead and start with book questions. Oh, yay. And then we'll just see your talking back and forth. Okay. Okay. Do you want to do, do the first one or you want me to do the second one since I've read? <laughs> That's fine. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Go do the first one. Balls to the Walls. The new release. New release. First in this new series that you're starting. A police officer series that you're starting. If I'm mistaken. Yes. Right? Yes. So this is the, this is book one. And it focuses on Parker and Remy. So who inspired this magnificent couple? And what inspired this, the idea of this series, ma'am? You can ask that as a, a unit. <laughs> okay, so, um, I mean, this is probably way too much information. My ex-husband was in the Marine Corps. Okay. And um, so I spent so many years of my life in 29 Palms, California, in the desert, the butthole of the desert. Every Marine knows about 29 Palms. They call it 29 Stumps. Um, Ask them if they've ever gone swimming in the lake there. If you ever meet a Marine and ask them about it, just just trust me, it's terrible. So I got, and while we were there, I worked in the library on base. And I got to see so many of these like young guys. Some of them were upset. You know, they find out that their girls are pregnant from back home. They can't leave. They're like stuck on base or, and they're like sitting there trying to get computer access because they haven't earned leave to get off base yet. A lot of them are young. And I'm just sitting there and I used to, you know, stock in shelves and I used to make up stories about them in my head. And I'm like, man, I feel so bad for this guy. And then of course I'm a romance reader. So, you know, I'm like <laughs> reading romance. And I'm like, oh shit. Like I put this little twist on there. Let's put a little twist. And of, I write romantic suspense. So every time I try to force myself not to write suspense, I'm like, okay, we're going to kill somebody. Like, oh, accidentally going to kill somebody. Oh, this person it. died. Like, oh. <laughs> I love so, it. Um, in all of that, one of my ex-husband's really good friends was over, he was on a MU, which is a Marine Expeditionary Unit. Yeah. Uh, they go on a boat and he went overseas a lot and he met a girl and got married. And of course now they're divorced because it's, you know, real life, what happens, people get divorced. But before he met this girl, I'm like, this guy is really awesome. Got to find him the perfect girl and shit, shit goes south, you know, like all kinds of stuff. And he's yeah. really a hard person to love. 
in real life and I'm like oh and then of course I'm like well what what would happen if what would happen if all of this happened and and what would happen like the hard people to love in real life are not as romantic as the people that we make them hard to love in the books like I make hard peep guys to love right and it's so romantic and it's charming and we're mysterious and we love them but in real life it's like I'm gonna fucking kill you because oh, yeah it's insane it's insane yeah like, and some of the reviewers are like well if they just ever talked it would be it would be fine and I'm like every time I see that I, I pull up my drink and I scoot my chair in a little bit further and I'm like do you do you want to meet my ex-husband because there's a reason I'm divorced <laughs> and that lack of communication is like 98.9 percent of it yes let's talk about these military guys. Let's talk about these Marines. Let's, let's just, let's talk about that. And that's not, not in real life, but I mean, like in my head. Yes. So, and then that brotherhood from the unit, there's, you know, if we have it as writers, like I, you know, we could be just brand new men and we'd be talking to each other at a book conference and somebody comes up and tries to interrupt and I'm like, excuse you, bitch. Like we've been friends for five minutes. Like you can go get the fuck out of here. Like exactly. this is a bond. Exactly. We just bonded over something super random, but it's bookmarks. We just bonded over bookmarks. Mind your business. Yes. Exactly. And that's that bond that the that units have. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I can't just write about one. It has to be all of them because they've all got a story and they all interact. And there's yes. you know, why is there air on my balls type of shit that goes on with them? <laughs> and you need it. So it's just you need it. I mean, okay, so my best friend in the whole world, like we've been best friends since we were in diapers and he is a guy. And okay, everybody that's always like, oh my God, you can't be friends with a guy when you're a girl and he can't be gay and you can't and I'm like, yeah you can. You just can't make out with each other. Like don't do that and you'll be fine. And so exactly like, we have been friends since we were in bad diapers. Like there's pictures of us taking baths together. Like I love him to death. And he joined the national guard when he got out of high school. Okay. And he's a few years older than me. And I told him, and you know how like the army has like this thing. It's like this, what is stereotype that when guys leave, they get married like immediately. Okay? Immediately. Immediately. Okay. And I know that Bandy, Bandy was only in the national guard. And obviously he wasn't going into the army or anything like that. And I was like, listen to me, I swear to God, if you get married within a year of joining the national guard, I'm defriending you. You're not doing it. I'm not letting you do that to yourself, period. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not. And so he played a practical joke on me. It was like six months after he had joined or whatever. And he said, he was like, he was like, listen, I met a girl. And I was like, the fuck you did. I was like, mm-hmm. I will literally kill you. I will, li-, and it was a joke, but I love, I also love the bond of like military men. I don't know if you've ever like heard of five finger death punch. Like, Fuck, yes, I have. <laughs> 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 Nate, are you kidding me? Oh, okay. So when, when Nate and I, when my partner and I first started seeing each other, um, he had a giant old farmhouse. And when I was bored, I'd be like, let's just paint a room. So I'm standing on top of a wood stove. And at this point, he didn't had no clue what my my favorite music preference was, pellet stove. I'm sorry, I was painting a wall. Yeah. And I'm blasting five-finger death punch <laughs> as I'm cleaning. And this man stopped what he was doing in the garage, like on the other side of the house, in the garage, dropped everything to come into the house before the song ended so he could find out if I was actually listening to the music oh and scared God. the shit out of me. And I fell off the fucking stove. I fell off of the top of it with a paint roller in my hand and I'm like holding it out like 
it's okay, I got it. And of course I was skinnier then. And you know, cause you're always skinnier when you first start in a relationship and then you get like happy fat. So I'm like, I got it. And I like jumped right back up. If I did that now, I'd like break some fat, man. It would be terrible. <laughs> first of all, that's fantastic. All right. I'm really glad that you like five finger death punch. They have so many videos. Like there's that one where that guy goes, I can't remember what the song is, but basically his whole platoon like dies and it's only yes. him and that it literally, it wrecked me for like a whole day. I was like, that's tragic. I cannot. Uh, you want to know what another one, which, uh, damn, dang it. It's in my playlist. Now I'm going to pull up Spotify so I can tell you because it's <laughs> on my playlist for balls to the wall. Uh, Nate's like you gotta stop listening to them because I'm gonna oh also remember everything from five finger death punch is on it's on the playlist for balls to the wall like it's it's shine down okay so shine down the new album for devil and all of that did you know that it tells a flipping story in the music videos like so it's in order? It, huh like it's in order yes not all of them I'm not even shitting you okay so which ones are it? Okay, so it's, I, I'm pretty sure Devil has the same ones, but yeah. you got Monsters. Okay. Um, and Get Up. Shine Down Monsters video connected. It is. It's, okay, so it's Shine Down, it's Monsters. <sighs> and I know it, I know it's at least Monsters and Get Up, those two. And I'm pretty sure Devil. I will find the other connections. Don't worry. Because oh yeah, and I can't. I just can't remember off the top of my head. But I used to think that music videos were real life. Like you know, back in the day when they were on VH1 and MTV, like and you know, like CMT. I used to think it was real, and I found out recently, like in the last two years, that they're not real. (laughs) I really thought that they were. Um, I have. Um, I don't recognize faces. Like I don't recognize those features. So. I always thought it was a real story. So I hear NSYNC and I'm like, cool, it's NSYNC. I hear Justin Timberlake, assume it's, you know, it's him. But yeah. Ed Sheeran, man, this this man broke my heart. I thought he cheated on his wife because the <laughs> hair was different. And I was like, <laughs> what? Oh my God. And then, so I noticed that, I noticed the things when they tell the story. So Shine Down, when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, it's the same girl. Oh my God, it's her story. Oh my God. I and love- so you asked, well, you asked where it's funny because you asked what you, <laughs> you asked what, um, oh, dang it. Now I forgot the question words. What like inspired what inspired them? Me? Thank you. It's that song. It's monsters oh. by shine down. The music video inspired those characters because the music video tells a story of a woman whose husband died overseas. And of course, just like all of them, there's like other things that happen. And then get up is like her healing from that. And you guys have both read balls to the wall, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of what, yeah. So obviously it's different, but that's what started it. Cause I was like, damn, here's this powerful ass woman who's like gone through this shit and she's gorgeous. And I'm like, can I have your number, sweetie? Like, (laughs) I like, I'm here for this. Like you are just strong. By panic, listen, when music videos come on and like there's like a really attractive female lead, but there's also like a really hot guy, I'm like, by panic, by mm-hmm. panic, I don't know which one I like more. But Stevie, you go ahead and take the next question. Are you into the next one? 
Yes. Because she likes to shatter people. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I needed a whole box of tissues for this book. Um, Did you plan to shatter everybody when you wrote this? Um, (laughs) There's an author named Ray, Ray B. Lake, and she's in my my sprinting room. Mm -hmm. And she... Her, I was like, I'm pretty proud of this scene I just wrote, you guys. I'm pretty sure it's going to make some people cry in chapter one. And she's like, oh, let me read it. Oh, <laughs> and she no. read it on Zoom and not out loud, but just to herself. And she's like, what did you do? Oh, no. So then as I'm writing every chapter of the book, she's like on me. She's like, so, and she's, you know, she's writing her own books. And she's like, where's the next chapter, April? Where's the next chapter, April? So did I plan to shatter everyone? No, but I knew what was happening and I have my plot. And as I'm writing it, I'm like, oh, this is bad. You guys, I'm, I really think this is bad. I don't think I can do this. And she's reading it and she's like spinning around in her chair. And she's like, oh no, you did. And she (laughs) got up. There's a scene. You guys know the scene, the one towards the end that like just makes you. Yeah. Yeah. She spun in the chair threw her phone, got up, and, like, left. And was like, just, like, no. sitting there, like, uh, April, what did you do to her? Yeah, yeah. And she, and everybody's, like, what just happened? I was, like, she read the scene. She read the scene. It's fine. <laughs> I... I I literally I love any book that's gonna make me cry like anytime I get a book recommendation I'm like is it gonna make me cry though and they're like no it's a feel good and I'm like I'm all right I'll pass thanks though appreciate it no it's funny you say that though because somebody posted on Instagram I think yesterday Candy Steiner shared it and they said they were gonna sue her for emotional damage literally (laughs) (laughs) I'm here I love her book oh my god I'm obsessed with her I love her she's my girl Mm -hmm. crush in love um, so now since this book, like book one was super angsty and it brought out all the tears and it just kind of, you just kind of set the, the bar, bar. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> set this minimum. Okay. So without giving like too much away, or you could give them a lot away. Don't matter. I don't care. I don't mind. Um, what can fans <laughs> expect from the rest of the series? So much, so much. So, um, if you, did you get to the end and read boots on the ground? The first chapter I did. I didn't know. I didn't know. Okay, so. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, um, oops. (laughs) You don't, I, I don't, I personally don't think you're going to cry in the first chapter of Boots on the Ground. I mean, the opening line of Boots on the Ground is before salsa slipped off my taco, I shoved the entire thing in my mouth and groaned with pleasure. It's better than sex, almost. It's like, that's, that's where I'm at in life. And Kennedy yeah. loves fucking tacos. Like she just loves them. There's, I have a short story that I wrote before this series ever even started called Whiskey Tango. If you guys don't have it, I'll send you a link to it. It's absolutely free. I give it away to all of my newsletter subscribers. It's like a thing. Yeah. So Lincoln Kennedy are there. It's, it's so much more than childhood sweethearts because a childhood sweetheart you know, that they know you as a child. They don't know you as a person. Kennedy loved Lake and her past. If you thought what happened to Parker was bad, it was so much worse. And she overcame it before the start of the book ever even happened. Like her shit happened before and you're going to see it. And it's, it's bad, but I, 
I don't know, a lot of what happened to Parker and Knox and Remy, you saw happen on the page. And we're not talking those letters. Like yeah. you are not going to have those letters, but you're going to see what happened between Kennedy and Link. And oh God. Um, Link is Danny's twin brother. So there's a lot of that. There's, there's so much of that. And there's also a tick on somebody's ass. There's <laughs> Dom getting revenge on, you know, for the ball stuff. There's like all, all kinds of shit. And then Dom gets his own book. Dom's the main character in Bite the Bullet, which is book yeah. number three. And Emma Hayes, Link's little sister, is the main oh. female character. We love a little bit. We love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. And can I just say I love the titles of these books? <laughs> Do you want to? Um, this is this is completely a secret. Okay. So Phil, I've got fifteen books planned. There's these oh, five. Mother of God. The next five are the fire department, oh. and then the five after that are called my my gray sweatpants team. All oh, those covers have shit. men in gray sweatpants. Like you have no you have no idea. Um, I'm ready. Yes. And I, when I named this series, I did not realize the first five that they all started with B. I'm like, oh shit. They all the covers are really, really hot. Oh, absolutely. oh yeah. No, they're gorgeous. And I chose him for a reason because he is a super popular model. And I'm like, I have no idea what teasers I'm going to make, but I need this model because he is like, oh my God, he is fire. Like just Absolutely. all of this. And then he was wearing a bracelet in the picture. And I was like, but the bracelet that Parker gave him, like, mm. perfect. It's here. It's everything. Um, excited for this. Like, the worst book, I'm, you, I will say the worst book is Below the Line. It is book number five. So I wrote pop books before I wrote Kismet Inferno and Maelstrom and if you like dark twisty things that happen and people get better Kismet's the book you want to read okay um there is no trigger warning but I've had readers say they there should be I don't really do trigger warnings but there's a capital R yeah assault in there so yes that happens I think I did it tastefully I'm, I'm pretty positive that I did it tastefully although how do you say that and um there's a character you meet. There's a feisty ass redhead named Terry who you kind of saw. I'm not sure if she was that much involved, but anyway, Terry and Logan. And these two have a fucking history and they're the last book. And Logan is, and it's bad. Like when I say it's bad, I'm like, oh shit. There's a reason that I could, yeah. Oh no, I'm nervous, but I'm excited. It's bad. Like, so this man, okay. So Kismet, takes place and like all the rest of these books take place five years after kismet right so inferno hat inferno is you know about fire because i was like when i wrote those i was like oh inferno has some fire in it let's do that let's make a play on words no april come on so (laughs) all of these books take place now and there's a reason that fool has been gone for five years and i'm like terry's like ooh, secret family ooh, you broke my heart like grow the f up i'm not gonna give you another chance and this man like stalks her like he's like oh you work at the state, you work at the sheriff's office. I'm going to, I'm going to leave the state police. I'm going to come slide up next to you, boo. I'm going to work at the sheriff's office. I love a stalker. I love so. like, a high school stalker though. Like, mm-hmm. I love a stalker though. <laughs> like, please stalk, especially if they're hot. Like, please stalk me. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then you're going to love Link. I'm super excited. I literally cannot wait. This was the first book that I read by you. 
And then I saw that you wrote Paranormal Romance and I was like, what the fuck? Why did no one tell me to start with those? So like, does nobody know me? Does nobody understand? Like I was salty, but it's fine. I love this book and it made me cry. And I was like, perfect, phenomenal. Cannot wait, cannot wait for the rest of them. Now, so uh, Stevie's gonna ask about the Everyday Heroes Project, which I have not read. I have not read any, I didn't even, okay, listen. Until I met Stevie, I didn't even know what the fuck this Everyday Heroes Project were, was. And <laughs> I didn't. And when Stevie, Stevie is like, oh, she's like, oh, this Everyday Heroes Project. And I was like, this is a series by an author. And she's like, it's a series by multiple authors. And I was like, holy shit that's like a whole thing i didn't fucking know about i live under a rock literally a rock it's Kay brumberg's world yeah i know we've had this you've told me like literally every single time it gets brought up, you like, every single time every single time every single time there's a reason yeah. why i'm the blogger half of this damn i just <laughs> failed epically that i did not know about this project but yeah it's cool and there's like a shit ton of them and i was like that is the most amazing thing i've ever seen in my entire life i could never do that i would probably die trying to I, I would be afraid I would fuck it up you know like you're gonna be like I'd be the one that would fuck it up <laughs> have like one bad one like in between all of these other really great ones I thought the same thing about Ben I'm like this is like the worst book ever everybody's gonna hate it because I wrote like Ben takes place before balls to the wall like yeah so Ben came out in October and then cocky corporal from the cocky hero club that came out in January so, and I didn't know when the release date for that was going to be. So I like had to figure out all of these things and try and plan these books so that they yes. didn't. And I'll just tell you, I thought that was my book. I, Bent came out, it was like 15 in the Everyday Heroes world. Like that, it was number 15 that had come out. Yeah. I was the only one who was like, yeah, I'm hardcore going military with this. And then it turned in military cop and then it turned in military cop teacher and stuff. And I was like, oh shit, people are just going to hate this. Like. And they don't. I don't know why I thought that, but that was me. That was me. I just like to prepare for the worst. <laughs> Pre- Stevie, prepare. Go but ahead. I have the opportunity to ask about this book because I'm obsessed with the project in general. But then I read Vent and I was obsessed with Avery because Avery's a very feisty. <laughs> She's like a little Spitfire type girl. <laughs> Who does not like to be touched <laughs> at all at all did you like this did you like the handcuffs yes which <laughs> I'm, i feel like i'm missing out i managed to ask about this book <laughs> so first i need to know who inspired the couple stevie's like having a mental breakdown over there i am <laughs> i, love, I it. love you so much okay <laughs> Right. <laughs> having like a breakdown on the other side. Of- <laughs> Damn, <I'm so laughs> like, by the way, my eyes will let everybody know she's not dead. I'm not. I'm not dead. I'm not dead. I'm just. I'm. You know. I'm. I'm trying really hard. I'm getting a little. Feel like a little bit like in the hot seat. So you totally are. no pressure. Yeah. De- quite definitely. Um. <laughs> um. Do you guys watch Chicago PD? I do. I do. I do. Rest of this show, which is probably why I like this book. <laughs> Okay, you remember Dawson? Yes. Yes. Dawson is my favorite one of that series. Yeah, Dawson definitely inspired Carter. And then I'm like, how would he, you know, like, how would he even handle any of this if the woman that he loved could not be touched? Like that family bond that he has, like Dawson and then Gabby, 
Yep. Like that, that relationship that he has with his sister, you know, I was like, oh, well, what about like ha- him having brothers? Like, how would that work? And then I was like, but what would happen if, you know, if there was a girl, there was, there was a girl, oh, <laughs> what would happen? <laughs> and of course that's, that's all, you know, it's, it's always the what if, and I'm sitting here like, well, the absolute worst thing that could ever possibly happen would be for him to like somebody that he could never have not love, not ever a love thing, but for him to see one of his friends, who's not a cop, somebody that could literally beat his ass. And he, so he tries to be nice to her. And then what happens when that girl, little girl is all grown up? Oh, (laughs) like all hell breaks loose. Apparently, And that's what happens. No, it's straight up what happens. So the opening chapters, the opening chapter of that has Avery, taking her nephew paddleboarding. Let me just tell you how many times my son and my dog knocked me off my paddleboard. So many times. <laughs> like, all, I'm like, okay, I'm leaving. And then all of a sudden something like jumps on and I'm thinking it's my dog. Oh no, it's my kid. And then I'm in the water. So I'm oh, like, cool. So she's paddleboarding with her, with her nephew and like trying to get back to, to camp here in Maine. We have like little tiny lake houses, which sounds like we're really bougie and rich, but we're not. Think about like, a dilapidated cabin on yeah. a pond like that's what we're talking about and like trying to paddle against the wind and this little shithead is sitting on the front of the <laughs> paddleboard like not helping at all like he's got muscles he can be helping and instead he's like I want some cake like you little shithead I'm gonna I'm gonna murder you it's like if you want cake then help me fucking paddle if, exactly and so that's and so what happened is my son knocked me off the paddleboard and I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to murder him. Like, it's great. He's going to die. Today <laughs> is the day. Cause my phone, which obviously I didn't, end up- <laughs> like she didn't end up killing me. <laughs> is that your son that just screamed that? <laughs> that was perfect timing for that. And she didn't end up killing me. And it like it's muffled, so it kind of sounds like he's locked in a basement. <laughs> it's it's so. And you know what? He's nine, so he's trying really hard to so that I don't get in trouble for him. Oh my god, that's phenomenal. I so like he's that. so when you when you read little kids in my books, it's all him. Like it's all yeah. things that he's done. My Facebook has like arisms, like arisms all over the place my um and actually so my sister um my sister does not like being touched mm-hmm. at all she's um she's six years younger than I am she lives on the other side of the country and she just does not she does not like it yeah and watching her try to get close to somebody when she was a teenager was the hardest thing in the world for me the absolute hardest because she just doesn't like physical physical contact and then she met my son yeah like she she lived with me when I when I was pregnant um I died when I gave birth to my child I was gone for seven minutes and um and she was living with us so she and while I was recovering she did a lot of that because again my ex-husband was in the Marine Corps I mean he only had a few weeks of paternity leave so um at 16 years old she was at the hospital when all of this happened Mm -hmm. so she bonded with him like he yeah. was the first I'm pretty sure he's like the first person that she ever like willingly would like pick up and hold like willingly touch and when yeah. I was pregnant she like touched my stomach a few times but she's not a touchy person 
So that part of Avery was, was definitely inspired by her. And that is so sweet. I am going to cry. First of all, (laughs) that is so sweet. Uh, Oh my gosh. That really sounds like it's in a book. It is though, but it is in a book. It's in a book. Yeah. Yeah. So so. Stevie, next question, ma'am. Okay. Now I got to think about it. (laughs) Um, so what inspired you to write Avery's book? in the way I that's the way to word it just answered that one well no no because she wants to know oh god okay here we go I feel like she's grabbed something and we're just ready I'm like listening she grabbed the book we're just yeah we're just ready <laughs> no no because I I'm, I have a feeling that there's that there's a couple of scenes that every everybody ha- I like I don't even know need to know the question there's there's a couple of scenes there's 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 a couple. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few. There's a few. So, okay. So my, so I've never read it, but I do have a question. So is it, his name is Bent, right? Yeah, the the book book's name is Bent. Okay. Carter so is Carter's Carter. guy's name, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Carter, I feel like, okay. So is he like the type of person where his love language is physical touch? And then she's like the complete opposite of that. Oh. oh my god what <laughs> a little a little bit of that yep there's definitely a little bit of that but he's very alpha oh shit. like so he is he like oh wait dots are connecting in my head for a second oh god oh but not but not in the way not in, not in the way you think oh shit very alpha as in like like dominate dominant alpha I'm gonna, um... And are handcuffs used on not the dominant alpha? Is that what we're saying? Oh, no. It's bad. Okay, um... Okay, there's there's definitely a line that says, uh, great, I like a little pain. Get your ass in the truck, Miss James. <gasps> and there's, there's some more. There's, you know, like, she definitely got her ass in that truck. And then, I think you I'm know... I love with him. Huh? I think I might be in love with him and I haven't met really him. girl there's like um <laughs> I'm gonna read you the last line of this the last I guess it's the last paragraph of this chapter uh <laughs> you got it you're not oh no I have no problem reading sex I'm just not reading a sex scene it's that uh, <laughs> you're not the fuck up you pretend to be I see it in your eyes you're more than that that was when shit went south and I couldn't even blame it on the alcohol not this time and uh there's lines like you fucking bit me and you kissed me she mimicked did i give you permission to kiss me and there's a whole lot of you know get on the bed and then take off your pants not from coming from him definitely coming thing i've ever heard of my entire life yeah girl you definitely need to read this book there's um you know she definitely stole his fucking truck (laughs) I don't want to. There's some underwear being used as blindfolds in here. Nope. There's some handcuffs. There's definitely like this is a dirty book. What are we talking about, everyday heroes? This is everyday dirty motherfuckers. I mean, he's. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I gotta read it. You so, really? Do you have any plans to write another book for the Everyday Heroes Project? 
Um, I originally had plans to make it a trilogy. I really did. But with the pandemic and homeschooling and everything, I had to put all of that on hold. I have two more books plotted. I have the books for Casey Malone, who is married. Like, did you see that? Like that, when you read it, you'll see he's been married for 10 years and his mama doesn't know. That he's been married for 10 years? His mama's going to whoop his ass. My mama. His mama, his mama thinks that he divorced her, that she divorced him. His mama thinks that it's been over. Like, oh. And when it is definitely not over. It's not. Like, they see each other. Let me just tell you who my favorite character in this book is. His name is Chris. Mm-hmm. My favorite character's name is Chris. He's definitely a roommate. And his love story is better than all of them combined. And he's a secondary character. And I'm like, oh, I'm here for it. But um, yeah, so I had plans. I have plans to write Casey Malone and Cameron Malone. And they're they're both Carter's brothers. Um, I don't know if I'll get to that in 2021. I don't even know if I'll get to it in 22. And if it's not a part of the Everyday Heroes project, it, they will be published potentially when I get those rights back, you know, the rights back to my book. But I do have their stories and they're outlined and who oh boy, they're good. I love how she's like behind her and I'm like looking, I'm like- Oh, this wall. No, this wall, this wall behind me that I keep pointing at that has like all of these sticky notes. Yeah. So every sheet of white sticker is a family name. The pinks are the bo- the girls, the blues are the boys, and these gold ones are people that I've killed. And it goes all the way up my wall, like all the way up my wall. I like and like it's their own color. Yeah, it's the it's the that's why it's that color. So literally, I'm like, let me just see if I can read what that says. I mean, you want to know, and I'll tell you. So we've got the Townsend family. That's Remy Townsend. You've got, yeah. you know, you've got Remy Kennedy. Um, Casper actually if you loved them you should read a cocky corporal that was in the cocky hero club because you'll get um, Casper Townsend's story one of his little sisters and you find out what happened to Cassie so that's all there and you've got the Hayes family you've got the James family the Finley family Ortiz's Dom Dominic Ortiz yeah the Malones the Morgans Youngs the Cook family Moore family Harmon family all these bitches are up here. Like, I and I've got obsessed with you. <laughs> I literally am obsessed with you. Obsessed. No joke. Obsessed. I mean, you are iconic. So, moving on from book questions, we're going to go to writing yeah. questions. And I'm going to take this portion because I obviously write things. <laughs> um, write so- all the things. I write, but I, d- I just read them first and then write the reviews. which is a hard ass job people i mean i commend you that's a lot of books to read it's a lot of uh, i don't even your brain i don't even want to think and then you get this that you get my book schedule and on top of it you get the the podcast podcast schedule (laughs) we love it so when did you realize that you wanted to be a writer Um, so I'm definitely aging myself, but do you know Electrolux typewriters? I'm sorry, what? I do. I don't. Okay, so an Electrolux typewriter used to be the super fancy typewriter, and we're talking, it's like the first QWERTY keyboard typewriter. Yeah. And it had a ribbon, and the ribbon told a story. And I, you know, I grew up in the South, like in this in states and countries to the south yeah and um so 
I, at one point wanted to run away from my life mm-hmm. and I went and spent the night in the desert and found this old Electrolux typewriter and brought it back and it worked. And I wrote a story about two little girls, Jane and Jill, who ran away because I got my ASCII and I wasn't allowed to leave the house after that. <laughs> so I like, I was like, click, 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 click on this typewriter using like the same four sheets of paper, <laughs> like front, back, front, back. And, yeah. um, and then that was probably when I was like nine or 10. And then um, when I was in seventh grade, I had an English teacher who noticed that I was playing with my hair. I was tying my hair in knots. Yeah. because it, it was so long and she's like what's going on and I'm like oh I'm finished girl you're finished we're reading Les, Les Miserables I read it in a, two days yeah I read that book in two days like that's a massive ass book and so she told me to write something so she made me write mm-hmm. and then she submitted it for an award without me ever knowing and I got my first national poetry award at like 12 years old oh. up against like huge people whatever and then that was kind of just it. It wasn't anything that I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. It was like, cool. I, I write, I write poetry. And then when I got, when I was married and I was reading romance all the time, I'm like, I'm bored. And I was pregnant. And I was like, I had cancer when I was 20, I was diagnosed with cancer. And so I was like, found out I was pregnant right after that. I was like, cool. I'm not treating my cancer because I'm pregnant. So I'm just going to write because I'm on bed rest. So I started writing and then I never, I never was going to publish it. And then I became a 911 dispatcher and Carrie Jones is a nine was a 911 dispatcher down here. And she wrote the need series. And so one of my friends was like, Oh, you should talk to Carrie and you should talk to Terry and you should talk to all these people. And they dragged me to an RWA conference, never had plans to publish. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh shit, I'm going to publish. Oh my like God. this is, this is going to happen. So yeah your life is like a roller coaster of events it's just like ever it's like yeah like every, when I think I got a grip of the story we got another piece of it and I'm like there's Whoa. another there's another puzzle piece like wasn't it what happens free though are you cancer free yes I am 10 years this year it's actually today oh God, this is March 1st right yes yeah. so March 1st is now 10 years my son um turns 10 this year yeah so um in whatever 2011 in March of 2011 I was pregnant with my child found out that I was cancer-free congratulations like so I refused treatment and the it vanished from all of my pet scans like it vanished from everything it was like my doctor I've never even had like an abnormal scan since then there's been like a couple of times that they're like oh we have to take more biopsies yeah and like made me think it was cancer and it wasn't and so this is my official 10 years so and that little shit never lets me forget it either like I'm pointing <laughs> through the wall he said I'm like he was yeah. like I, cure, I cured your cancer mom yeah and he's just <laughs> like mom can I have some v-bucks mom can I do this I'm like yeah you're not gonna murder me you love me he's the same age as my nephew that sounds exactly like my nephew I love it yep so yeah. are you a pantser or are you a plot well I feel like that's a given you're are you a plotter I feel like from the- I'm a plotter I was like I've hey I've pants before you know sometimes my characters run away in PC Hagen today she's like April you're a plotter you plot everything I'm like okay I'm a plotter <laughs> that's fine I'll take it yes yeah. um so what about any do you have any interesting writing quirks like you eat Twizzlers or like you wear the same hoodie like I do I wash it 
but I, if I start a book and I'm in a certain hoodie, I can only write when I'm in that hoodie. So do you have a quirk? No, I guess actually, yeah, I do. Um, they're not on my wall now because I haven't made them, but I always put teasers on my wall. Mm-hmm. I always print out. So I've got the, the books that I'm writing or the series that I'm writing. So I've got the blurbs I'm holding, you know, I'm holding it up. I've got all the blurbs for the books here. I have a new notebook for every single book, which can get expensive Yeah, and like a new writing notebook. And I have to, everything has to be kind of new for it. I don't mean like my equipment or anything, but like I pull out a new notebook. I reprint out, I've got my plot sheet that tells me like what sort of event needs to happen. And I reprint that out with every single book. Yeah, And it's just something that I do. And yeah, yeah. I need to be on her list. And I have to have a playlist and I've got a playlist for every single one of them. So it's like, I have to start my Spotify playlist or my YouTube playlist. I need to be on your level of life. That's what I want to be. I want to be there. (laughs) I want to be on April Canavan's level. Gosh. I mean, you can come hang out with us. It's not like it's fucking tent. I will get in my car right now. Like I will leave this podcast right now. Do not fall down. (laughs) I am literally not doing anything besides writing i will go i don't care so come visit me and we're gonna have so much i don't know where you live where do you live at maine you said maine oh that's me yeah but but stevie's the one who said that oh yeah she's in like baltimore i listen i'll stop make a pit stop say hi to her and then i have family in maine i have a whole my like my where at in maine my whole family's from portland Girl, I live, well, I live in, I live in, I live down east. I, I, so it's like up and then down. Casey Hagen, though, she lives like right outside. I was literally, I was just at Casey's house all weekend. She lives outside of Portland. So it's like three hours from me. And I'm like, cool, get in my little tiny Prius. But, so it only cost me $30 for the whole trip, you know, it's <laughs> almost 200 miles. And I'm like, pop, pop, pop. I've got a giant Newfie who took up the back seat. And so I just t- loaded up my dog and took her with me and went to Casey's for the weekend because- yeah. We used to vacation in Old Orchard yeah. Beach. Yeah. She we lives right out there. I had to pass the sign to get to her house. And I'm like, so I live near Bar Harbor. And everybody knows where Bar Harbor is, but they call it Bahaba. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, My brother went up there. He has friends that live there too. Mm-hmm. I do not live in the north. So I have no idea what you guys are talking about, but it's okay. So um, what about, okay, so how, this is like, Everybody does this differently, but how do you handle handle negative reviews? Jesus, I can't talk right now. Um, I actually like them. So when I first wrote Kismet, I assumed that bitch was perfect. I was like, nope, it's perfect. I put a capital R in. It's tasteful. It's all of these things. He's with somebody else at the beginning. No, nuh-uh. And it wasn't until I started looking at how people were eviscerating it on Goodreads, like eviscerating it, that I was like, oh, maybe I should make that a difference. So instead of so I went in and made significant edits to the book. He doesn't sleep with anybody else in the book because that's a no-no. Oh, and yeah. yeah, no, 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 straight up. It was a thing. Like, yeah. it was, and I didn't know it was a thing. And so like, I apparently didn't learn my lesson because in Inferno, uh, she's, that's a second chance. Inferno's a second chance. And she comes back and he's with someone, but he broke up with her as soon, like as pretty much as soon as the the other girl came home, he's like, yeah no this is nope yeah. nope because she came home and he's like that's that I've been in love with her so 
I'm, I'm a sucker for second chance. And like, I believe in the faded mate type of, in all of that. Like once, you know, you know, so, um, but I like negative reviews because how are you supposed to learn? Like, how am I supposed to figure out what did not hit about a book? The only time I get upset is when they call me stupid. Like, because that, I feel like that's, that's crossing a line. Like, yeah, you don't really give a targeting. My book is fine, but I feel like targeting me as a person. That's when I'm like, but you don't even know. I'm so nice. I don't understand. Like, please don't be mean to me. Even your book. Yeah. Be mean to my book all you want. Tear it apart. Like, I mean, it was written years ago. Like I published it years ago. Obviously I've learned since then. If, if reading this makes you never want to read me again, I'm so sorry because I've gotten so much better since then. Yeah. And I'm always trying to fix things. Like I just had Kismet re-edited and put it back up flat and not even put it back up, but like put it like re-uploaded the files last week. So that Amazon's eventually going to push that out to new readers, you know, when they yeah decide to you know, honor my request. So, I mean, it's very like, that's just kind of how things go. Yeah. All right. I love that. Okay. So last writing question from Wall. What does your family think about your writing and have they read your books? Um, yeah, they, my little sister is not a reader. Mm-hmm. My mom has read almost everything that I've written. She actually, so she reads on my Kindle and it's gotten to the point, like, I always felt like I would be like, there when I didn't buy my books on Kindle (laughs) and my mom got really mad at me because she's like April my mom uses my Kindle account because I'm always buying books so why would she buy the same books when I've already bought them I don't because I have KU but I also buy if I read a book I like on KU I go back and buy that book because I don't want it to disappear from my library so um my mom was like April I've been trying to read your latest book and it is not on your Kindle (laughs) do you want me to send you a copy and she's like well I'm on your kindle how can I read it if if I'm on your kindle okay mom I'll buy it for you I'm sorry that I'm like not doing it and she's like I just don't see why you wouldn't buy it for me to read on your kindle already (laughs) and I'm like okay and then my mom then she calls me back and she's like there is sex in this book April Marie (laughs) mom mom I write sex books, you know this. And she's like, but you're supposed to warn me what chapters. And I'm like, nah, I'm not, I know. I mean, I want you to see that scene in the dark up against the house. Like, oh yes. my God. <laughs> yes, uh, that scene, just so you know, was originally supposed to take place in the school during that concert. Yeah. But Casey's like, April, I don't think you should do that because there are people in the school. Like the kids are in the school right yeah. now. There were no kids in the school. And I was like, oh, fine. Ugh. Move it outside. Listen, yeah, this I'm is what I feel with my dad because my dad has like, my dad's like, I feel like a, he's a fan. He's a number one fan and I love him to death. He wants to be a cover model. He, oh my God, let's not even go there. He, I um, mean, does he, does he have dad bod or does he have like, Dad, Let me tell you, I'll pull you a picture of my, I shall pull a picture of my dad. Look, our oh, last okay. episode was my, well, two, was it two episodes ago? Two episodes yeah. ago was my birthday episode and he hopped on. Oh my God. I was visiting them and he You just on. licked your lips and I'm like, oh, oh damn. He's not I'll put him on a cover. He's not that attractive. Anyway, he's gone. <laughs> my mom thinks daddy. he is. Anyways, so. I'm he- at that age where 
those memes really get to me where it's like, oh, oh, you want to be a dick? Like, I could steal your man and your daddy. I will make you call me. I'm at that age in life where it's like, I could fuck you, but I could also fuck your dad. Don't mess with me because I will be your stepmom. Yes. So (laughs) I will literally like, I cannot. Okay. Hold up. So as I'm going to talk while I'm saying this, but my dad is like a really big fan. He has all my books and he's like, when are you going to let me read them? And I'm like, never, I will gorilla glue them together. Dad. No, you are not allowed to read them. And he's like, fine, fine, fine. Dad, Mm -hmm. listen, why do you have no pictures of your actual self? You dummy okay so this is a throwback this is not what he looks like now but i just found this picture so this is a throwback of us when i was a kid it's my blonde hair it's my natural blonde hair i love how your blonde hair cannot see that so he's got a dad bod there is nothing wrong with the dad bod oh yeah he's got a dad bod he definitely does not have like a flipping but yeah so lisa suzanne it's her fault i'm telling her (laughs) right now that it's lisa suzanne's fault the reason that my dad thinks that he can be a cover model is because she was like uh, when he came on and like interrupted the podcast because that's just what he does she was like oh my god he could be a cover model and I was like oh my god and so literally for like the past week and a half that's all he's been saying that's all he's been doing he's like <laughs> I could be a cover model okay this is what he looks like now I mean he's not bad looking <laughs> god <laughs> my mom thinks he's good looking so lord help him Jesus we, he doesn't need any more of an ego boost I promise you that I've seen some, uh, I've seen some pretty unattractive, uh, cover models out there on book covers that are like some plus size men. Like I'm all about plus size. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm a chunky girl, Uh but I was like, um, how is, how is he a, how is he a cover model? Cause I'm all about dad bod. Like I read dad bod books. It does not need to have abs for me to buy it. Yeah. We're talking like a 400 pound man oh on the cover of a book and I was like I suppose people have preference and types I know I bought the book I'm I'm excited (laughs) I'm gonna read it I want to find out what's going on like (laughs) I I'm I need to know I need to know what's up oh my god I want to be your friend so bad (laughs) I mean we can be friends I feel like we're we're turning a new leaf like this is the thing I'm this is like this is amazing okay I'm gonna gonna throw this out there I really think now that we should have just did Casey and her at the same time that would have been oh my god I feel like that would have been amazing I mean I'll come back you should go read Ben go read Ben and I'll come back I'm sure Casey will do it again too we'll have some booze we uh she's coming out here I don't I don't know your guys' schedule she's coming up to my house the end of this month because we have another book release boots on the ground comes out at the end of this month dead ass don't make room dead ass don't make room yeah, uh, I mean, I'll just poke her with the six. She's messaged me like six times since this thing has started. And I'm like, girl, I, I just can't look at my phone right now. <laughs> like, I'm so She's actually come, we're recording with her on the 15th. She's her saying, oh yeah, she told me. I was like, oh, I don't know when my thing is. They sent me an email last night and she's like, girl, you gotta like review your questions. So I opened it and I was like, oh shit, it's today. I, oh my God. <laughs> so I woke up this morning to a text message from her that says, um did you did you confirm tomorrow today i was like (laughs) because i was like i was like did you confirm with april because the reason why is because i know you you had sent an email to i don't know or something like that and i was just nervous because i was like oh my god what if she didn't show up what if she doesn't like us (laughs) 
I get I, so nervous. I haven't had that happen yet. Let's I get so more. nervous. You don't understand. I get so nervous with new people. I was cheesing so hard that you guys even wanted to talk to me. I was like, well, okay, I'm in That's for so this. Good. Let me put a bra on. Like, I don't even mm-hmm. have one on right now. You can't even see it either because I got this over hoodie thingy and I got tiny little itty bitty titties. So it's not like you can even see it. Oh, girl, I have like ease like and so I'm wearing a sports bra and I'm wearing one of those shirts that like holds it down so I'm like mm, boobs give me some all right I'm like, gladly well, I'm I'm supposed to be dieting and then somebody you know like upset me today so I ate my feelings and rice and I have a pack of nutter butters in front of me so I saw one of my reviews and they called me stupid that's what happened that's why that question like popped up and I was like why you gotta call me stupid go after my books well listen like, don't come after me you can absolutely do this meal prepping that I'm doing and I can, oh my gosh. you can do it with me. Do you, are you making food? Yeah. Does it are require me cooking? Door? Yeah. I'm meal prepping and it's at, Send I mean, it to me. It's like the first day that I'm doing it today and it's going semi-decently. So I kind of want to, I'm making some meatballs for dinner. They're going to be sweet and sour meatballs with, um, low carb sauce. I just fucking had, I had honey sriracha meatballs for lunch. Mm. I will give you, I'm telling you right now it's the best sauce you will ever eat in your entire life I'm not even joking you is it low carb yeah it's sriracha sriracha sauce low sodium soy sauce sesame toasted sesame oil rice wine vinegar and like a teaspoon of honey and that's it and you just cook it until it gets sticky and then you put your meatballs in it and I swear to god it's the most amazing thing you've ever had in your entire life okay I need that recipe absolutely I'll send it to you Anyways, so moving on from the cooking show, and now we're back from cooking with MJ and Stevie. Um, Stevie, starring April. Starring April. She's like our little Rachel Ray. I barely cook, so don't come to my house for that. I will take you out to dinner. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing I can make is big ziti, and that's about it. You were bullshit. You were making peas and corn at like three o'clock in the morning. I did make peas and corn the other night, (laughs) and I made chex mix. She messages me like four o'clock in the morning. She's like, "I'm making peas and carrots." (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sleep. We we already discussed this. My sleeping schedule is opposite of everybody. Atrocious. I honestly think I'm gonna stick these nutter butters like up here, and they're gonna motivate me to get this book done, so that when I get this book done, I get four tiny little nutter butters. Like my motivation for hitting my word count is, is like, so when I wake up in the morning, I will write half of my, well, how many words I need. And then I'll take a break because my motivation is being able to play call of duty. Okay. And then after I play like two rounds of COD, then I'll come back for the evening after I have lunch and I'll finish my writing. And then I can play COD one more time. Just one more time. No, it's more like three, but probably just depends. Cause I love call of duty. Okay, time for some book questions because I'm curious. Okay, sorry. My okay. bad. What's the first book that ever made you cry? You guys are going to laugh at me. I'm ready. Is it going to be Marley and Me or something? <laughs> nope, not even close. Oh, God, what is it? Stephen King's. <laughs> so, um, Which one? Which one? Tell me. Okay. It's this, the eyes of the dragon. Oh my god! Oh my god! Wait! 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 <laughs> this one? Yes! 
Don't play games with me. Don't play games. Yes. Kidding. It made me cry. So you know that like flag is like the bad guy and they lose yeah. their dad and he's like standing behind the fucking the thing and I'm like oh yeah and I'm like balling because he loses everything and I'm like it is tough wow. and I was like <laughs> I was like seven. Oh god yes that's me because that's what my dad gave my my dad was like oh you want to read like so I was struggling to read and he's like you just got to read something that's good yeah so he gave me so he said before I could read the stand or Dreamcatcher, I had to read the, the eyes of the dragon I remember being a kid like fuck you I can read whatever I want and then I read the stand <laughs> and I was like why did you let me read this people Jesus. are dying it's a little he can be a little extra sometimes you got to forewarn some people sometimes but when you said that I literally started hyperventilating that's the love of my life look at this I yes i love it so we're watching it in the first it, it part one yeah and they make a note they make a mention of a turtle and i was like oh my god the turtle, the turtle, the turtle. <laughs> i love it i love it literally i have an, an insane obsession with him to the point where it's like so i have all of his paperbacks i feel like you i know he lives in maine right I know. I know. I he, he lives like 30 minutes from me. I drive by his house when I go to Bangor. I'm going to throw up. I'm going to literally throw up. Don't do that to me right now. I'm literally sweating. You I'm know like, that what? his house, they're opening his house to host writing retreats. So I'm going. How much do I need to pay? Like how much do I, I don't know. Pay? We're, we're still it's like in the works. They, they, him and Tabitha donated their house to like a historical thing or something and, or like they're opening it or something. I don't remember the details. I don't think oh. they donated it, but it's like they're opening it to like writing retreats and I'm like take all of my money I don't care if it's ten thousand dollars like take it I'm I need to go like, on me page now um I actually so the pet cemetery house is like 15 minutes yeah. from here 15 20 minutes from here from my, where I'm sitting right now I want to live where you live you could just come visit like I'm come visit don't even I'm not even joking especially don't joke with me with Stephen King because I am literally obsessed with him so I'm to the point where I'm so obsessed that in my dad's hat in my dad's house in his storage building I have like a bunch of containers and stuff with like Pokemon yeah. cards and shit because I'm super nerdy oh god <laughs> uh-oh all of my books are put away right yeah like all of them <gasps> oh my god and I still have it an elevation just like cool cool like I, I need it. to read them so let's pull them out and stick them in in my my office closet because everything's it. in storage yeah this is like so, Stacey Hannigan's conversation all over again from the other oh, day Anytime she, she lives in Canada and where she lives in Canada was where it was the new it was filmed. oh yes um so Bangor that the kid who got thrown off the bridge in yeah. it that's an actual thing that was an actual hate crime that was that was and it was in Bangor, yeah. like right off the road. Almost all of his locations. So like, this is a directional post. Um, oh yeah, I've been there. My plan this summer. Oh my God. I know where it is. I have the map. I know where to go out into the middle of the woods. Yes. I know where to go. So, if you want to go, I'm going to go paint rocks. And I'm yes. going to go take them out there. And I'm going to make a thing Let's for other. It. Can we do it together? For other king <laughs> yeah. Do it together. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, this is a directional post with all locations in his books, and most of them are based in Maine. Like the yeah. only one that I think that's not based in Maine is the Overlook Hotel, which is in Colorado, and that's based in uh, 
the Rockies. But other than that, it's all Maine. So anyways, I have, I'm so obsessed that I have editions of Playboy and my dad, like in this freaking containers that I have, because he was published in Playboy before he was like really big, he was publishing uh, short stories. And so people were like, why do you have Playboy? Like, you're a girl. Why do you have Playboy? I was like, first of all, I'm bisexual, so I can have Playboy. I mean, welcome to the Rainbow Club, dummy. Secondly, I have it because Word Processor of the Gods is in this edition, and I love Word Processor of the Gods. So literally anything that has to do with him, I buy it. And like Fletcher, poor thing, will go to Books A Million, and I'll see like, or like Barnes and Noble, and I'll see like a cover of a book that I don't, like I already have, but it's a new cover. And he's mm-hmm. like, you cannot buy that. And I'm like, absolutely, I can because I don't have this cover. Yep. <laughs> so poor me. All right, moving on from the book made me cry. God, people got to bring us up, bring up Stephen King with me because I just get off on tangents. I love him. <laughs> what, who are some of your favorite authors to read? Stephen King. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, now this is really weird because I don't like Twilight. Okay. I don't like Twilight, but I could read The Host every single day for the rest of my life and I'd be happy. I only, I didn't even know that was a book. I thought it was just a movie. We're talking about the one where they get abducted. With Melanie? Oh yeah. Yeah. That one? Yeah. Yeah. No, Wanda. Yes, Wanda. Read the book. Okay. It was good. They live in some caves and that whole scene with the, with the wheat that comes up and the mirrors, like she does a really excellent job describing it. Like that, there's some ain't a girl. Okay. Well, yeah, there's some I've ain't. read t- I've read I've and I can never say her name right. Tijan. Tijan? Tijan? Shadowy series. I've read that. Yeah, okay. And even I mean, just that there's some angst out there, but then yeah. there's this level angst, which is like I don't even consider it a spoiler because the movie is so old, but so the, you know, the whole the whole world is taken over by aliens for the most part right and um but the the next level angst like the bonding between her and her host and then the bonding between her and the brother and her like seeing the angst of like you see it this isn't just like the talking for Melanie and Wanda's head like it's not just the talking it's it's that bond and connection and then there's a there's a there's a point where she disappears yeah. Where the host, where the host has like taken over and. And then Jamie, is it Jamie that has to come in there? And that's when he uh, 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 kisses the shit out of her and <laughs> she slaps the hell out of him when she comes back. <laughs> yeah. And it's there and that, but so there's the angst that I'm used to reading in books. Yeah. And then there's the angst that I saw in that. And I don't know if it was like being for, because it's different. It's not, it's like a captive romance. It's like that dark Omega verse shit that we read that I well, that I've read where it's like knots, like, you know, like knots and like yeah. being forced to love somebody because you're in captivity. But then there's this, there's that heartbreak of losing <laughs> everything. And the angstiest part of that whole movie is the fact with Wanda and the other guy because yeah Wanda falls in love with somebody too but then Melanie is like in love with you know her guy and it's like oh my god yeah now try imagine that on she did it so well on the page I uh, coming from reading Twilight and I just did not like those books because it's not a strong like I like strong female characters and I don't think that Bella was strong 
I just personally don't think she was a strong character, but every single character in the host was strong, like strong beyond belief. Like even the woman who comes looking for her, the, the people forced to survive, the ones not forced to survive, the, the weak hearted ones, like all of them are strong in their own way. You make me Every watch, single watch character. the movie again. Watch the movie. I, the movie got me, even that trailer scene, I'm like, damn, like I like the movie and the movie doesn't even follow all the stuff in the books. And I'm just like, I'm here for it. Like the, the, even the differences. Yeah. And I was here for it. And so if you, favorite author, hands down, Stephen King. And I mean, I read a ton of indie books. Yeah. I, there's a lot of also bought like auto buys. Like I read historical romance, Christy Caldwell, Julia Quinn. Like I read military romance. You know, I love Susan Stoker. I like, there's a lot of things that I read. You know, obviously I love Kay Bromberg. Obviously I love Penelope and, and Vi because of, um, Penelope, uh, Penelope Ward and B. Keelan. Oh shit. Okay. I thought you were going to say Penelope Douglas. I was like, same. Well, also her, like, yeah, like, I mean, you, my Kindle is out of control. I'm so glad for Kindle because there, and I love like Laurel K. Hamilton and Charlene Harris and stuff like that. And Karen Marie Moaning, Jesus Christ. Like I read before, before the fever series, like I was reading the Highlanders touch in like 99, when 97, whenever it came out, like I was stealing it from my grandmother who had Harlequin (laughs) books. And she's just like, be careful with this one. It's got some steam. And I'm like, Nana, I'm here for it. Give me the sex, even though I'm a virgin. Like, give me all the sex. Like, fuel my imagination. So, I mean, like, I have tons of favorites, but that, like, immediate question, Stephen King and that book. Like, yeah, absolutely. there's something about it. And I don't, I, I got nothing. I've read so, I've, that book. I, yeah sorry now I went off on a tangent I need to go watch that first of all I need to go rewatch that now because I there's my favorite scene in the whole entire movie is like when fucking Wanda's boyfriend or what guy that she likes or whatever and he has to stand outside while Jamie has to go in there because he has to like bring Melanie back so he has to like kiss her and he's like it's fine <laughs> he's like he's like he's salty about it he's like fine go ahead <laughs> love yep. it iconic Next question, Stevie. What is your absolute favorite trope to read? Sex. Absolutely. A sex book. A sex book. I don't care. You want enemies to lovers? Cool. Friends to lovers? Brothers, best friends? Stepbrothers? You want like ex-boyfriend of my bet? All of it. Just give me all of them. Anything that's got that emotional sex. So these trope questions are going to be fantastic because I feel like every single one of these ants is going to be trope. It's going to be sex, 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 all the way down. All right. Yeah. What's one trope you would eventually like to write? That you haven't Cap- Captive. Captive romance. I haven't written captive romance. Like the I host? really want to write. Huh? Yeah, like, like the host. Like, I want to write that where you're like, for that, that forced proximity. You have no fucking choice. Like, it's just going to. Mm, so you mean mm, like, mm. are you talking about like a mafia man abducts you? No, because let's be real. That just doesn't happen to chunky girls like me. Like, it just doesn't. Like, I need to be able, when I'm reading a book, I need to be able to picture myself in that. No, I mean more like, and that whole, like, I'll read them. I'm here for them, all of them. Don't get me wrong. I I love me some dark mafia romance. I'm like, "Mm, sweating just thinking about it. But 
<laughs> I'm like, I never pick, I mean, can never fully immerse myself because I cannot picture somebody showing up in here and like saying, I'm taking your woman and your kid to, you know, and yeah. like going right. for it. No, I mean like, okay, let's say, um, what's the movie where like the, the, another country in the eighties, it was like the Russians, huh? You're talking about 365 days. Like it's a recent movie. No. And I have feelings about that book series, like strong feelings, because I know how that book series ends. And I'm like, bitch, you crazy. So, um, well, okay. It's in Russia, Omerta. No, no. So it takes place on like the Pacific Northwest and like in the 80s, it was a movie in the 80s and like it was the Russians then. And now it's like North Korea, they remade it and Chris Hemsworth is in it. And it's like, was it, I think, I feel like it's Chris Hem, it was one of the Hemsworth. I'm pretty sure it's Chris. And it's the North Koreans. So they're in Washington state and like overnight we lose everything. And the North Koreans have like invaded and take over and Chris Hemsworth is in it. And I feel like it's got the word Dawn in it. Huh? Is it called Extraction? No, that movie's really good too. It's not, it's not super new. Okay. So Chris Hemsworth. Uh, nope. Chris Hemsworth. Nope. Red Dawn. Red Dawn that one yes I knew I had the word dawn in it yes and so it's like this they're all like forced proximity they like run away and they live in the woods and some shit so like what I want to write a book where they're they have no choice but to like vacate their current lives and they're like forced to rely on each other and that like they're captive together and like sex happens like have you seen the movie six underground with Ryan Reynolds it's on Netflix yeah 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 the one where he's like giving everybody the second chance yes and they're all like fucking i listen i want i i hate the fact they made a movie about it because i was like damn why did i not come up with that idea sooner because that's badass mm-hmm. i love that all right stevie you can take the next trope question ma'am what is one trope you would never write and why bully i won't write bully romance Oh shit. I, I legit cannot do it because I, I advocate for people. I've raised my son to advocate for people. I don't like, I'll read it. Like I'll read the shit out of it. Are you kidding me? Like I'll read it, but I cannot write it because it's like the red room of pain has a safe word bondage, BDSM, they all have safe words. And in a bully romance, there's no safe word. There's no escaping it. And while I like reading that sometimes it fucks me up like that abuse. And I mean, like, again, chunky girl, I used to be tiny and be a cheerleader. And I remember my freshman year in high school, I was younger and smaller than everyone else. And I like was a reader even then. So I had a big old backpack and one girl who didn't like that. I made the squad grabbed my backpack and tried to bully me and I mean my uncles made sure I knew how to fight like I beat this bitch's ass like that's not even a question but it was it was a thing and so I'm I have strong feelings about bullies and I'm raising a a man like that nine-year-old in there that will one day be a man to stand up and to not let other people bully anyone around him and for him not to be a bully so I don't think I could write that because I write strong female characters I don't want to tear I don't want to tear down a woman when be fixing her crown instead. I am in love with you. I am I'm in love with you. I love you so much. I just want to 
I just want to hug you now. I want to hug you so bad. I love, I love that you say that. I think that there, I love dark romance. And I think that there are some people that do a really good job of writing dark romance without having to do the bully thing. Like, um, okay. So I think my favorite dark, okay, now this is like teeter tottering that line for a second. Um, my favorite like dark romance series, I think is like Penelope Douglas's Devil's Night. Yes. And so I think Penelope, and I mean, I could be wrong. And I mean, people are going to disagree with me and that's okay. But I think that Penelope Douglas balances that line and teeters that line so well in that series. Minus Damon. Damon just crosses it just a little bit. (laughs) But as for everyone else, I really just enjoy the fact that she's able to like cross the line, like teeter it very well. But I don't really think I read... I don't think I ever just like read bully rom. I don't think I've ever really read a bully romance like a like where the guy bullies her. Are we talking about like where the guy bullies her and then they fall in love? Yeah, it's hard. I don't I like. I'm. I can't read. I can't read high school bully romance. That's out. But there are some darker romances where yeah. he is. He's the you know he's the reason she loses her job or he's the reason that she feels bad about herself because he's callous or because he makes an unintended remark and it sticks with her like that you know as an adult those are things that he should know better than to do but that's like the pivoting point of a good dark romance is that control that they take I mean or he she's the reason he went his friends went to jail by they think so by accident that kind of thing yeah oh god okay so i'm gonna take the last question sadly my favorite question do not want to like get off this thing with you because i love talking to you if you were in a book what trope would you want for your story do i get a happily ever after you don't have to if you don't want to i mean i want a happily ever after all right cool then you get one good um It's a tough question. It's a super tough question because I want them all. I want all the happily ever afters. Like I would love to be in a billionaire romance where, you know, all of your dreams come true. I'd love to be like a billionaire military romance because then he's a fucking alpha and he could tie me up and he could shoot a fucking gun better than I could. Like, (laughs) you know, like I would love that. Shit. Obviously it has to be romantic suspense. I've got to have that angst in there. Like there needs to be that like, I think I have, they the perfect, I have the perfect trope for you. What is it? It combines them all. Let me know. Tell me. MC romance. Oh, girl, I am a sucker for hardcore MC outlaw romance. There like, you go. But here's my only downfall to that. Like, the only downfall is that I'd be in there trying to educate some club whores. Like, I'd be like, <laughs> sweetie, let's get used to STD pills. Make him wear a condom. Absolutely. Like, I'd be out in that bitch, be like, condoms, anybody? Condoms, condoms. Yeah, I'd, I feel like it has to be the Prez's old lady because that's, she's the only one who, like, could get away with that shit because otherwise Absolutely. the Prez would be like, get your bitch under control. And I'd be like, don't call me a bitch. For real. I'll kick you because I'm feisty and feisty. But, <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. I'm partially mafia now, too. Like, I really think I want to be in a mafia romance. I could do, I could do mafia romance like that. You know that, like, mm, like, like, Russian or Irish, oh, you know I would do it. Need to read what? what book? Smoke and mirrors. 
Yeah, Smoke and Mirrors by Michelle B is super good. It's one of the best mafia romances I've read in a long time. It's a spinoff of her Heart series, and it's Antonio Hart is the first book, and that book, oh my god. Antonio Hart. Oh, look, see, he's in the room. <laughs> it's coming. He's standing behind the computer again. <laughs> He was almost on camera for a second. It's going to work. He could just come say hi now. Why do you smell like oil? <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> oh, God. With my- Antonio Hart? Yes. Yes. H-A-R-T? Yes. Okay, let's see what's up here. So, he, his book is so... I think for good. me, it's either going to be... Enemies to lovers because I got a fucking mouth, right? So I want somebody to dish it as much as I do. Like I love, okay, I love the idea of like really like witty banter or something that really just gets my gears going is if like I'm being a smart ass and like you don't get mad at me, but like you give it back to me. Does that make sense? Like Mm -hmm. having a conversation with a guy and being like where I have like an attitude or something like that and he says something like, in regards to said attitude, it's just like, it's hot. I like witty banter. Witty banter gets me going. So enemies to lovers, MC romance, or I'm going to be honest with you. I'm okay with dating a werewolf if I'm his mate. Faded mates, girl. Faded mates. Absolutely. I'm cool with Antonio's them. Antonio's sister has a book too. Yeah, it's good too. Both of them do, but this, this is the last one of that series. Okay. I don't have a werewolf book that's faded mates, but I do have like a soulmate book. Talky though. Don't know if you'd like hockey. I mean, I do like hockey. I read some hockey romance right now. But thank you for right now. She says, "Yeah, (laughs) she's working on her new book right now, which is a standalone." So, oh snap! I have a new series, so it's cool. I'm excited. But thank you so much for joining us. This has seriously been so much fun, and it has been such a joy talking to you. Yay! I hope that it doesn't suck too bad and that I didn't drop too many F-bombs. Oh, it's so it's super <laughs> okay. It's super okay. But yes, okay. so thank you for coming. Thank you for joining us. Yay!